0: The Bible is full of stories where a mountaintop serves as the place of encounter with God, such as the transfiguration story that we just heard. And mountaintops as a place of encounter with God happens in other religious and spiritual traditions, And it is not only in the Bible, but has been a part of our Christian faith and our Christian tradition. I think especially of Martin Luther King Jr.'s mountaintop speech, I have seen, I have been to the mountaintop, I have seen the promised land, that sense of having been to the mountaintop much less dramatically than uh, Martin Luther King Jr. My wife and I uh, went on a hike to celebrate Valentine's yesterday up on Mount Tam on the coastal trail and uh, got to a point in the trail where you can see this incredible panorama of the city and the ocean and the mountain. And uh, they were shrouded in uh, clouds, but all the way out to where the Farallon Islands would be and we just sat there in silence taking it in. And I just had this profound sense of God is good, of God's presence uh, in that moment and of the profound beauty of creation as we sat there on the mountaintop. What are your mountaintop experiences? Some of them may literally be mountaintop experiences, And some of them, like Dr. Martin Luther King's speech, figurative figurative mountaintops. This story we heard on the mountaintop of the transfiguration today is absolutely rich with symbolism. Jesus appears with Moses and Elijah, both of whom at the end of their lives ascend into heaven, taken up by God just as Jesus will be taken up. In the passage, Moses represents the law, and Elijah represents the prophets. And so the message of seeing Jesus and those two figures talking with Jesus is that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets, and that the authority that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai now rests on Jesus. It is a revelation to the disciples that as we hear in the Second Corinthians reading, that Jesus is the one who reveals the full glory of God. And the revelation of that glory of God happens at the transfiguration. Jesus appearing in this dazzling white garment is representative of Jesus as a judge at the end times. But also, and for me, much more compelling, it is a baptismal gown. It is the new life we take on in baptism. And the placement of this story within the gospel is of significance as well. The transfigure happens almost exactly in the middle of the Gospel of Mark. Very early on in the Gospel, Jesus is baptized. Then in the middle, we have this transfiguration, this proclamation of who Jesus is, and this journey from the mountaintop to the cross, and then to the empty tomb. In liturgical time, that is the calendar that we follow in the church, the Transfiguration closes out the season of Epiphany and sets up our entrance into the holy season of Lent. On the first Sunday of the Epiphany, we celebrated the baptism of our Lord. And in Mark's Gospel, when Jesus is baptized, Jesus hears a voice saying, You are my son. The voice comes to Jesus. You are my son. Today, on the last Sunday of the Epiphany, we have the story of the transfiguration. And we have an echo of the first Sunday of Epiphany with the baptism, but now the voice speaks to the disciples. Instead of Jesus hearing, you are my son, the disciples hear this Is my son. Listen to him. But there's a thing about mountaintop experiences. You have to come down. When I was uh, in my youth, I spent a lot of time climbing, rock climbing, and mountaineering, and uh, several trips to go climb in British Columbia with my aunt and uncle who uh, live up there. And uh, I don't know statistically how all this works out in terms of climbing, but based on my own personal experience as a climber, coming down is the most dangerous part. Coming down was the most dangerous part. Part of that is after the summit, you let your guard down a little bit. I remember climbing a mountain with my aunt and uncle, and we climbed up onto this glacier, along the glacier, and up to this summit. And then uh, it was much faster to come down through this cougar that's about as wide as this church, maybe a little narrower. Uh, it would have taken forever to get up it because it, it was very steep, but much easier to go down. So that was our shortcut coming down. And I'm so stoked that we've, you know, we, we got to the summit and we're cut heading down. I'm really excited. We're going down on our ropes and uh, crampons and all that. And all of a sudden I hear my uncle yell, get out of the way. And he kind of scatters to one side and my aunt and I on our ropes kind of swing over and cling to the other side. And there's a rock about half the size of a car that has come loose above us, probably from something I did, and is f- coming down and it hits the side rock wall and shatters into pieces and a, size of a rock about the size of a basketball goes whizzing past right where I had been standing seconds before. I had let my guard down in the euphoria of having been to the mountaintop to reach the summit. I had stopped listening to the mountain. Thank God my uncle had not or I wouldn't be here today. The other sort of danger of coming down from the mountaintop is that being on the mountaintop transforms you. It changes who you are, and so you have to come down into the world as a different person. And change can feel dangerous. It can feel like something we didn't completely control, and so we have to navigate how we re-enter the world. I would say what I've found to be true of climbing is also true of faith. Coming down the mountain is the most dangerous part. We see this in the story of Peter, who, after the transfiguration, after the mountaintop, lets down his guard. Right before the transfiguration, Peter confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, goes up to the mountaintop, experiences the transfiguration, comes down the mountain, and eventually denies Jesus three times. And spiritually, we have the danger of, are we willing to be transformed by Christ, by the transfiguration of Christ, by the revelation of who Christ is and what that call is on our lives, something we can't fully control? Are we really willing to be disciples, to take up our cross, Or as Jesus, when he calls the disciples, follow me, there's a danger in coming down the mountain. Will we let it transform us? Lent begins this week on Ash Wednesday, and the holy season of Lent is an invitation for us to be on guard as we travel down the mountain. It's an invitation for each of us to examine how we witness to the light. Today, we heard the voice of God on the mountaintop. This is my son. Listen to him. So the question for each of us, As we turn towards Lent is Are you living?